This is The Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, where we examine the truth disparity between what's on social media and what's actually true. I'm Jillian Parks. And I'm Garrett Goolsby. And today, we are continuing our, our February love dating fun saga. Woohoo! Woo with um, a segment on unhealthy relationships. Boo. On a scale of healthy to unhealthy, I would rank unhealthy relationships unhealthy. Hmm. And that's kind of the information, that's the gist <laughs> of the information that we were getting. Yeah, for the most part, people are pretty in tune with what constitutes an unhealthy relationship and what doesn't. I feel like a lot of it is commonsensical, but also it's possible that we just have different upbringings. Like, it's possible yeah. that we just grew up in happy homes and didn't, and we see red flags as red flags. That's true. You know, I guess there's a lot of things that... I can kind of draw in contrast to the experiences that I had growing up and be like, oh, of course that's bad. Yeah, but, I, use, know, I use my parents. People. I use my own parents' marriage as like a, a pretty good marker of like, oh, would mom do that? Mm, no. Probably not. Yeah, that's like, and I like having that. But um, I guess, especially on the internet, it doesn't seem like that t- tends to be a more um, normal thing. So we're going to talk about stuff that everybody's like, what I looked at was um, signs of an unhealthy relationship, and then some people like did videos on like how to get out of an unhealthy relationship mm. that I thought were pretty... Honestly, in regards to how big of a deal unhealthy relationships are, they felt kind of asinine, because they were like, just leave. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, but Duh. enough lead up. Let's start, with, let's start with TikTok. Should we start with TikTok, Garrett? I feel like we always do start and end with TikTok. So, like, do you we? Know. Well, usually I use Twitter. Twitter's usually... I'll say I tried to use Twitter for this one and I just got a lot of like fan fiction. Fan fi- what what does that even like, mean? People were like stop putting unhealthy relationships in fan fiction. Like can't we have anything? And I was like what in the world? Oh, and fair so, enough. So I just left. Cuz no like relationship in any sort of entertainment sense is ever a healthy relationship yeah, any movie one. or show or anything it's always like very dysfunctional no literally and so, so twitter was kind of just up in arms about that so i was like oh you're not gonna be very helpful and then instagram also wasn't super helpful there were just like these really weird quotes about like about like, like if what? you like if you can't hear you walking away take out your earplugs <laughs> like something <What? laughs> it's just like stuff that didn't make any sense what I was does like, that even I know, mean it was kind of it was kind of dumb um but i did find one cool quote from saint augustine from saint C- augustine yeah, from city of very God. hillsdale of you i know and i found it i was like this is so good and it says um the pain we feel at being torn from unhealthy possessions slash relationships shows us how much we send in loving them whoa which i thought was really good and That's i was like very oh, profound social media um bringing to light some saint augustine so that i was um i was pleased with that one um but the rest was not quite as insightful also i was raised with it being augustine i don't okay. know when it came I became was, augustine okay i i also say augustine but all my catholic friends look at me it's like all these stop. yanks they're just I, like I it's augustine i know it sounds so proper. but i but i say augustine now because i'm like embarrassed and i don't want to get it wrong mm. but it i say augustine too are we twins i think we are texas moment yay maybe? texas okay anyway so first of all um here are some of the like signs that i compiled from tiktok of just things that people were like this is an unhealthy relationship mm. first is that like everything is always about them and it's never about you and your needs um like they don't seem to matter mm-hmm the other one that they mentioned a lot was like they don't want to talk through things. They just want to like yeah, that's a big one. Avoid big problems. Um, you're never made a priority. Like that's kind of like the first one. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think what other ones were interesting. Um, like 
their words and their actions don't match. So there's like an uh, like an yeah. element of like just lip service, which we've all experienced in like everyday life. That's woohoo. Oh, this one I thought was interesting was you feel exhausted when you're with them or just after seeing them. Oh yeah. <laughs> um it's like when you're they don't energize you, they like drain you. Um one, I'm pretty sure a guy was just reading from an article because his stuff was kind of like good. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but he Could was like, be. He was saying it like angry, like a TikTok. Hmm. Um, he said that elements of an unhealthy relationship include like always apologizing constantly. Um, That's an interesting one. I didn't, in the list that I looked at, I don't know that that one was that mentioned. One? I mean, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Of course, the lists I weren't looked at weren't exhaustive. So, yeah, you know. Obviously. Um, and they're also like you're ashamed or talked down to in front of other people. Uh-huh. Um, which I guess that makes sense. The other one was you're being abused. Uh, Wow. So yeah. Profound. Yeah. That one, I don't know. I mean, I guess you have to say it if you're going to talk about unhealthy relationships, but I just feel like it's so obvi, right? I mean, if, you know, if I'm being abused, I might sit there and be like, this Mm, is is probably bad. But also sometimes love is blind. Not that that's love, but you know what I mean? Um, and then also everything seems to be pretty one-sided. And again, the reoccurring thing was like, you can't deal with conflict. Is that like, that's a big one. One thing that a girl was talking about, because a lot of this is coming from like videos of people telling, talking about their personal experiences that I thought were really interesting. Um, and there's this girl being like, she was in an unhealthy relationship and she realized only when she was in a healthy relationship why it was unhealthy. And it was because when she would want to talk about her feelings um, about things, usually if they were like negative, if she had like qualms with the relationship or like conflict that they wanted to work mm-hmm. through, she would physically cringe, like brace for impact. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Like it, she said that he never like hit her. It was just like she was always worried about like, the recoil of like what would happen. For the um, reaction. I mm. thought that was interesting. That's um, and then this one guy did a video. He was like five things that, um, what was it? Like five things that you'll s- early on in a relationship that can dictate if it's going to be really bad later on. And his mm. five things were um, jealousy, control, isolation, criticism, and like blame. Those were his. Interesting. If those are like key elements of the f- There's, of I'm going to give you like uh, in a little bit what a few kind of psychologists and people say are the things like the key elements there's four right was I close one in particular just a few of those okay cool some of them not so much they seem to think that certain of those you can get around okay. right yeah um but, but i'll, we'll I'll get, get to that, to that yeah um also another thing i thought was really interesting just because of the way that i am as a person was that people were talking about how like the power dynamic has to be equal in a healthy relationship um because um, i don't they were like it shouldn't feel like one person has more power than the other, which I think. What do you mean power? Though? I don't know. That's, I guess why, that's, that's a... why I thought it was interesting. I was like, I think in theory that seems correct, but also there should be like in different realms, there should be different like leader follower. That's a really, that's a slippery thing. I think Isn't to try to define because a relationship that seems to have an imbalance of power might just be that the individuals have power in different areas. Yeah. That's right? what I was thinking. So online was, I was a little confused about that one. Um, also another thing they talked about with toxic relationships or unhealthy ones is the idea of codependency, which is just like, you don't have a life outside of the relationship and you struggle to do things on your own. Yeah. That's a big um, one. Which is just a huge thing, especially nowadays, like with our culture of just like, yeah. lots of abandonment issues. And then I guess my final two things that I thought saw, which were my two favorite things that I thought were the most interesting mm-hmm. was a, this guy talked about a study someone did where they found that healthy relationships strengthen your immune system. And that if you're in an unhealthy relationship, you're more likely to be able to get sick and more severely and for longer. I'll explain that. That's so interesting. That's, it's it's pretty like, yeah, I mean, wild. But once, you know, once I, I'll, I'll get into that, it makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool. And then finally, there was this, just this girl 
and she was talking to the camera, Avi, um, and she was like talking about how to get out of a toxic relationship. And all of the other videos I saw of like how to get out of a toxic relationship were like, leave, get out. Just leave. Just walk away, which is just so weirdly condescending and ridiculous to what? tell someone. Like obviously they, if they would, they if they could, they would. Um, but she was talking and she's like, make it a habit in the beginning of every relationship no. to have at least like a friend or like a, your mom or like somebody that you tell everything to everything hmm. about the relationship because um, obviously i don't i don't know if guys do this too i'm almost positive they do but girls will like only tell the best parts of the relationship or the, only the very worst parts when they want to complain like it's either they don't you don't usually get a full story it's usually like this is all the nice things he did and then there's like the flip side where it's like he only ever does mean things and like i just want to complain about it all the time um so she was like get in the habit of telling the full truth so that like if there are habits or patterns that you're not able to see that are unhealthy, Somebody other people can, can, can point it out and be like, yo, run away. You know? That's I didn't find a whole lot about that kind of in what I saw, but mm -hmm. experientially, I think that is super true. We mm -hmm. tend to kind of look at, uh, you know, you, know, you want to sugarcoat the bad things and kind of highlight the good things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, an easy thing to do. And I think we do that in a lot of different areas of life. No, for sure. Do you want to talk to me about what your, what your research shows? How, how'd I do? Pretty good for the most part. I mean, there was nothing that I was like, ah, you know, that's, Glaringly bad. that's really, really wrong. Mm -hmm. So about the whole like being in a stressful relationship makes you sick easier, mm -hmm. right? It suppresses your immune system. Essentially, when you're in a stressful relationship, when you're in a relationship that's bad, you talked about the idea that when you spend time with them or when you have to address conflict with them, you like physically cringe, right? Mm -hmm. It's like painful. Um, a lot of that has to do with certain hormones you've, you have associated with you know, negative emotion or criticism or mm -hmm. whatever it may be, uh, you know, in that particular relationship. Um, to make it very simple, a lot of it comes down to the amount of cortisol that gets released in your system. Gotcha. So cortisol is a stress hormone. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm familiar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, cortisol and adrenaline, right? They're really, really useful for what they do, right? They're for a purpose, but they drive your body into a state that it can't maintain. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a in a relationship where you're constantly stimulating the the release of cortisol, right, your body's constantly being pushed in a direction of you know what they call homeostasis, right, body balance out of balance. Mm -hmm. It's always being pushed out of balance um, in a way that stresses things like your heart out, right? Yeah. Um, because you know it does quicken your heartbeat, things like that. And as far as your immune system goes, right, cortisol is an immune suppressor. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, you know, oh, the more okay. you have in you, it's just going to make your immune system less strong to fight whatever, mm -hmm. all, you know, whatever things you come into contact with. Um, that's so interesting because social media, another thing that they, this is not even something I did in my like research for this episode, but like a general theme of something I've been seeing a lot on social media is this idea that like it's not healthy to pursue the person that gives you quote unquote butterflies because that's your literal stress hormones. Mm -hmm. And that like, they make you anxious and they make you like, they fill you with anxiety. Um, and like, it's a, it's a positive feeling for a little bit, but it's not sustainable and yep. it's not like a, for a good relationship. There's so that's a, so interesting. There's a lot science. to that. No, there's a lot to that because cool. you know, your body can only maintain that for so long. It's not really supposed to maintain it for that long. That's so interesting. Um, oh my goodness. That's why you have people that, you know, they wind up having heart issues if they have an issue with you know, adrenaline or cortisol, you know, having too much um, from stress or from a, you know, a bad relationship, whatever it might be, if it's over a long period of time, it can have some pretty nasty effects. That's crazy. Um, okay. Another weird, like kind of bodily thing that mm -hmm. goes on when you're in a bad relationship or kind of unhealthy, stressful, whatever it may be. Um, there's a study that shows that individuals who are in really strained relationships have an increase in a hormone that's called ghrelin, right? I don't know if you've heard of that. You never. Never? Okay. So ghrelin is an 
appetite stimulant. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you're in a stressful relationship, the, the amount of ghrelin, this hormone is elevated in your body oh. and that makes you hungrier. It makes the more food you eat, you don't, you're not satisfied by as much food as would normally satisfy That's you. That's insane. Hung, ghrelin is what signals to your brain, Hey, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's opposite the kind of the, the counterbalance hormones mm-hmm. called leptin, right? And people that are in stressful relationships have less leptin than normal Whoa. people and more ghrelin. So they feel like they need to eat more weird right that's so weird but that's so, so interesting yeah um okay so a really another really interesting study i found um now keep in mind when i say this one study this is not to represent like all the science or you yeah. know behind this particular issue because there's so much um but there's this psychologist named john Gottam who has some really really interesting work on unhealthy relationships basically he has this lab where he invites couples in and he has them talk while they're being monitored, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really know they're being monitored, but they talk in this room just about something that's causing stress in their relationship. It can be anything. It doesn't need to be this huge thing. Um, like for the in the study that I read, the example he gave was a couple talking about their new dog that they got. The mm-hmm. husband really didn't like the dog, and the wife loved the dog, right? Mm-hmm. So they were just talking about the dog. Um, some crazy stuff. He, so he, he has a system of how he represents the emotions they express in their conversations so he can like keep track mm-hmm. of what emotions they express um, and he's able to predict with 95 percent accuracy whether or not the couple will be divorced in 15 years holy cow and if it's if that's over an hour conversation right seems like a long time what? if you go to 15 minutes if he sees him talk for 15 minutes it's still 90 percent accurate that what? he can figure out um what does he look for so the reason how he's been able to do this right mm-hmm. um first of all he's had a lot of practice so one thing is like he's done this a bunch of times um but kind of the part of the method he's developed is there's four key things that if he sees this he knows like right away okay it's a bad bad sign um he calls them the four horsemen right mm-hmm. uh they're called con- so it's contempt criticism defensiveness and stonewalling right mm. um the worst is contempt because contempt you, you would think it would be criticism yeah um but the the thing that's so bad about contempt is contempt is criticism that elevates one person above another. So mm-hmm. like if I have contempt for you, Jillian, mm-hmm. right? I have I see you as less than me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he says, John got him this guy, this psychologist says like if he sees that, he knows. Like Yikes. they're in trouble. Um That's so weird. So well and the amazing thing is like I, I read kind of a, one of the recorded conversations, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them can seem really just innocuous, not a big deal, you know, like not super intense discussions. And it seems like they're getting along really well. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you hear his commentary about it and you start to see, it's like, oh, wow, that's really what that is. He's really being defensive with something that she said. Um, It's wild. That's so crazy. Um, And it's, yeah, so, so crazy that that somebody can can see somebody else's relationship, right? And know so fast that it's bad. That's so interesting. Um, What is stonewalling? So stonewalling is just this idea that you don't want to resolve conflict, right? Oh, right. Okay. So So that's, yeah, you're just sitting there that you have a problem between you and you either are trying to change the subject, you're trying to get out of the situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a little more complicated than that, but that's the gist of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So about kind of a a list, right, of other big warning signs. Uh, I read this list that an organization committed to ending domestic violence Mm -hmm. put out. Um, about warning signs of an unhealthy or dangerous relationship. Mm-hmm. I there's a, it's a long list, so I just picked a few that I were like, okay, this isn't like perfectly obvious. Yeah. Um. So pushing for quick involvement is a big one. Like coming on strong. Mm. Um. Somebody that like wants to start fast in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Bad sign. Um. Super bad sign. 
Another thing is hypersensitivity, like somebody's easily insulted mm -hmm. by what you say. Um, like he or she claims that their feelings are hurt when really they're just mad mm. or something like that, right? Um, this, okay, this one seems obvious, but a lot of, I, like I know a lot of people that don't notice this when yeah. it's happening. Isolation, right? Something that keeps you from spending time with the important people in your life, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and that like, a lot of times that can seem really not that bad. Mm -hmm. You know, it can seem pretty innocent, but it's a bad, bad sign. Um, yeah, feeling to feeling like you need to be together no matter what, mm -hmm. bad sign. Uh, if you refuse to talk about important stuff, like important yeah. relationship stuff, bad sign. Um, and then this is kind of like, kind of the, the you know the big one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You refuse to compromise even on little things for each other, even something mm -hmm. that, that like doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, one one partner of you know one part of the relationship will refuse to compromise um it has to be their way right it's kind of like the power thing we were talking about earlier though yeah like that would be an example of when it's unhealthy for like there to be an imbalance of power just if someone's always making the decisions always making the choices always getting the final, final yeah side. and i think that's where it's almost dangerous to have two people with equal power in every respect mm -hmm. because then you're never you're all you have to argue over every issue mm -hmm. you have to come to a compromise over every issue if each if there's give and take each of you yield in specific yeah. areas right and it's a you know kind of a agreed previously type thing that yeah. that there's going to be this submission in those particular areas there's less opportunity for that no yeah um another really misleading thing is dependence mm -hmm. right uh, it seems like a sign of affection and it can be kind of endearing, right? Yeah. Have somebody that's very dependent. Having somebody obsessing over you yeah, is no, very flattering. It seems so positive. Like, it seems great. Um, but this is not. Mm -hmm. Like, all, everything I looked at said, like, watch out for this. Yeah. Because, you know, partners, they should support each other, but total dependence for, like, especially psychological mm -hmm. stability, very dangerous. No, oh, yeah. You're listening to The Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. I'm Jillian Parks. And I'm Garrett Goolsby. And we're talking about unhealthy relationships. Are you ready to give it a grade? Yeah. I think so, too. Um, just count down from three. Mm -hmm. Three, two, one. A. a. Yeah. It seemed like social media did a good job, which I'm kind of, I'm not super surprised because yeah. I feel like like a lot of um, like relationships and social media sort of go hand in hand. That's what social Definitely. media is for in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think that a lot of like, and a lot of relationships just get put out on social media, especially unhealthy ones. Mm -hmm. Like the ones that need to be constantly posted and, and, and shared about um, tend to be pretty unhealthy. I think one thing I appreciate about social media specifically in this regard is that like with every fact and every like warning sign they gave out, it was a person talking about it. So mm -hmm. they would always end the video with like, this is not like you're not alone. Like this is something that other people deal with too. Like just an encouragement for people who um, yeah. Are struggling with that sort of thing. I'm don't thinking, not thinking articles really have that. Maybe I'm wrong. Not really. Um, One last thing I want to share because yeah, this yeah. is just like kind of funny. Speaking of being online, right? Um, a study found that online, like people that met online through dating apps and stuff like that, there's actually a lower rate of divorce. I for some reason weird, I believe right? That. I believe that, and I don't know why. And get this: a third of people that are getting married these days meet online. What? Isn't that wild? That's so many. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's really strange. Um, but I guess it's part of our digital age. Are you ready to hear my chronically online take? Oh, yes. It's not really a take. It's more of a soapbox. Are you ready for my chronically online soapbox? Always. I'm going to complain about a word really quick. The You're word. Wait, hold on. You're going to complain about a word? About a word okay. in the way that it's used. The word is normalize. Normalize? How familiar are you with that word? It's been pretty normalized. Yeah. 
it's social media loves that word and they love to use it in all of the wrong ways. They love to use it in the very extreme where they're like normalize things that are objectively bad. And there's also the other end where they're like normalize this. And everyone's like, that's normal, dude. Like that's very <laughs> much already normal. There's absolutely no reason for you to be saying that. Like I saw this one that was like, um, what did it say? It said, Oh, can we stop normalizing the use of the word look for like visually impaired people? What? Cause like, cause when you say like, Oh, look over there. Apparently that's that's too normalized because there are people who cast can't. your attention hither 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 too yeah what? that was one that they were like can we stop normalizing this what and I was like no to say? we can't that's that's we're not gonna denormalize that and then there are people that are like um can we normalize um liking things can what? we normalize having fun can we I saw this one that was like is, can we normalize girls who want to wear pink I'm like what, what in the world isn't that like what that is the a no- very stereotypical that, thing like, and has that, been for a, like a while you just asked to normalize the norm. That w- that's the stupidest. I was like, thing I've ever can heard. we normalize femininity? I was like, what? women have been women for blink, as blink. long as ever. I was so. literally so confused. But normalize, people are calling for normalizing things that are both not normal and already normal. Like, there's nothing that's like Why? in the gray area that they're like, can we normalize this? Hmm. Like, if we were gonna say, I don't even, I don't even have an example of what I think should be normalized. Can we normalize really being like a productive member of society Ooh. and uh, like that'd be nice. That would be epic. And like having hobbies that contribute to your well-being and the well-being of those around you you know what maybe? that's 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 what we all need to be hearing maybe you should get tiktok oh maybe i should maybe should i should start making you know life advice tiktoks you think so sit there like i would follow you be like dr phil you think other people would follow you no no um, way i certainly would all you need is me all you need is me yeah, that's, that's the only follower you need sure okay this has been the social mediators on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm i'm julian parks and i'm garrett goolsby and we will talk to you next week <laughs>